You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey there, listener. This is Randy from In the Future. But don't worry, listener. The future isn't very far away. You might be wondering, hey, where's Grolic's podcast episode 100? Well, when you're trapped in time, trying to get back to episode 100, it takes a while. Because time is uh, a construct. (laughs) What? Well, since I'm trapped in time, jumping between the future and the past, you too get to be trapped in time with me. Specifically jumping to the past. July 17th, 2019, specifically. This episode, what you're going to hear is a live show because this summer we did a whole bunch of live streams. The live shows are still going on, but we've moved that series over to twitch.tv slash Podcast. Or still, if you just go to grolixpodcast.com slash live, you can get all the info on that over there. But this episode, buckle up. It's another best of. Uh, this was actually worth revisiting. It's never gone up on the Prime podcast feed as we call it so here it is this is our review or discussion loose discussion of the very odd netflix one-off special frankenstein's monsters monster frankenstein which stars david harbour uh who is the sheriff in stranger things if you haven't watched it hopefully this discussion is entertaining to you or at least convinces you to watch it I guess technically there's spoilers, but not really. You're not going to be able to make sense of what, what's going on by our conversation. If you have watched it, this is probably more interesting to you because you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> did, did, have I scared you off of it yet? I also left in some video game talk towards the end of this episode. Now, there's one thing uh, that I promote that is kind of out of date, but also relevant again because everything is a cycle when you're a time traveler. Later in the episode, I will talk about a Super Nintendo episode that I was a guest on of Covert Nerd. That episode, obviously, since this is a few months old, that episode came out in which I joined Lee of Covert Nerd to talk about our top three favorite Super Nintendo games when we were kids. I left it in because there's some fun video game talk, but also I just recently recorded another episode with Lee for Covert Nerd in which we talked about our top three favorite game consoles from the 80s and 90s so still kind of relevant watch out for that episode that'll be coming out here soon from covert nerd i'll have links to where you can listen to it as well as links to where you can listen to the super nintendo episode and uh yeah that's it so now i've got to try to get back to episode 100 i hear jesse i i am here Okay. Oh, I don't need to shoot Melanie a reminder. She's here. Hello, Melanie. Hello. Let's let's get this intro going. Okay. Welcome to the Grog's Lunchbox Live. It's hump day. Hump day? I, I get why it's called that, but it's always struck me as a weird saying. Uh, since it's hump day, 
That means we had movie homework. Is this a movie? I don't think I don't know that this is a movie. It's a Netflix special. That's what it is. Yes. We had a Netflix special homework. (laughs) (laughs) It should just be Netflix. I don't know. It's a Netflix segment. Yeah. So we watched Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. Say that ten times fast. And uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit. And several of our listeners in the chat here have also talked, uh, have also watched it. So what is this? This is a, as you, as you said, Netflix special starring David Harbour, Kate Berlant, Berlant, Alfred Molina, Alex Azarov, uh, and some other people uh, written by John Levenstein, directed by Daniel Gray, uh, Logino. I'm sure I butchered <laughs> that. When actor David Harbour finds lost footage of his father's disastrous televised play of a literary of a literary classic, he uncovers shocking family secrets. Uh, yeah, this is a 28, well, uh, it clocked in about 30 minutes, 32 minutes long Netflix special. As I'm assuming this is Matt D says, uh, 28 minute show, three hour podcast. Yep. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It's almost like he's heard our reviews before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maggie, it's super short. It's 30 minutes long. I watched it twice. Once by myself and once with Melanie, which is, is it's kind of the trend. Was it as good the second time? Better. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe that this could benefit from multiple watches. I will say, okay, so jumping right into it, I did enjoy this. But I do think it actually plays better on a rewatch because you know what to expect or what not to expect. And I enjoyed all the weird little, very quotable lines much more a second time around. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, not the niece. That, that one. <laughs> the niece, yeah. I love that they just call her the niece. And that doctor is incredible. <laughs> Yes, for sure. <laughs> super, super exposition heavy and slightly apathetic doctor. That, that's kind of realistic, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> she loved the morphine. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> there is no cure for death. <laughs> yeah. I didn't become a doctor to play God. <laughs> All the foreshadowing. <laughs> okay, so for people now, Maggie says she kind of read into this, but did not actually watch it. Um, how how would you explain this to somebody who has not watched it? Oh um, man, I, it, I mean, it's, it's weird, kind of, but it's not like David Lynch weird. It's its own kind of weird. It's it's the kind of thing I would never, ever, ever recommend to my wife because she hates cringeworthy comedy. I'm amazed melanie handled it so well and i'm not sure how much she actually liked it but if you like the office i think you would love this i i love the office i just can't watch the office oh yeah yeah but um i no, i mean i was slightly distracted by my cat but i know i know i'm sorry but um yeah it was it was like there were some parts of it that were a little unbearable but it's it's like I would describe it as uh, actors having fun pretending to be actors. That's what it is. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Matt D, if, if you're not, if, this has got to be Matt D. If you're not Matt D, I apologize, but it is. It's you. Says it's like yeah. Spinal Tap poking fun at Orson Welles and theater actors. Uh, Maggie <laughs> says definite uh, define cringeworthy. Okay, so in in the, this case, cringeworthy in the case of like now, a big part of this is a old theater. It kind of jumps back and forth between a quote unquote David Harbor the third and his father's like old televised theater play and the acting in the theater play is intentionally terrible so in this case cringeworthy in the case of like it's people i don't know how to explain it acting badly but when they, they portray it like they're acting great I, I don't know they also like in the document the mockumentary uh aspect of it they really play up that awkward uh uncomfortable moment yeah Maggie says, my thing is, it's David Harbour. It can't be that bad. I mean, it's great, but like everybody in here who plays a bad actor is really good at playing bad actors. Right. And it's not the cringeworthy part comes in when they really nail where it's clearly because sometimes when somebody's like intentionally overacting, you're like, okay, I get it. You're playing a bad actor. But sometimes like these, everybody in this is good in that they nail it to where you're like, if this was an actual person acting that way, oh, that'd be so uncomfortable to watch. That's where it's cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the other thing with his with his dad and, and the uh, people talking about his dad, you know, that yeah. they just they went they just went really far with that too. I <laughs> they yeah. did. It's weird too, and it makes there's no purpose. There, like, there's no like. I guess there is technically an arc of sorts. But there's, there's, I don't know. It's such a weird thing. There's no purpose to it. I didn't mind all the stuff like the framing device, but I could almost just go in for the full televised play thing. I could just yeah. watch that. That was so entertaining to me. It was, yeah, it was a little ridiculous too. Itself, but. <laughs> Thanks, Alvin. Send us all the people. We'll take them all. Uh, unless they're going to come in here with weird commands pimping their YouTube channel. Hi, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jesse, what did you think of this? I don't think we actually got your your take on it. I hated it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, this is everything. This is everything. <laughs> this is everything. <laughs> this checks so many boxes for me. Like campy, overdone, uh, David Harbour, <laughs> like everything. I do like me some David Harbour. And this... It, it, it's this is very amusing to me because David Harbor. Okay, so a big point a big point of this is just like poking fun at actors that take themselves too seriously, like pretentious actors. And it's so funny because David Harbor is kind of one of those people. That big speech that he gave at an awards thing a couple of years ago that went viral with a uh, uh, Winona Ryder, like you know, there was the meme of her, like just her reactions to it. Yes, yeah. You know, no one's feeling that speech harder than Winona Ryder right now. Um, that whole thing. He, he is the kind of guy that's like acting can change the world acting, but clearly he also realizes that it's kind of ridiculous and he can clearly poke fun of at himself. Um, so I really appreciate that aspect in a way. He was kind of the perfect person to cast in this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I don't know any any uh details about this. Like 
is this, did he write this? Is he just acting in it? Is it all him? What What's going on with this thing? No, I, I, bet, I, I bet it was like, uh, what's that? It, like, like a Kevin Smith podcast, except it was just him doing that with a bunch of Netflix okay. people. No, he did not write this. Uh, he did not write or direct it. He is one of the producers or executive producers, but um, it was written by a John Levenstein, Levenstein and directed by a, that Daniel Gray Longierno. <laughs> Apologies. Mm-hmm. And they sit around with Netflix, huh? And, t- and talk and laugh and make up fun shows to make. That's what they do. Yeah, I don't know. This is such a weird, just, it's just a one-off mockumentary special. Um. Every once in a while, Netflix does like this kind of weird special where they'll do like a, a very Murray Christmas or like stories with Bill Murray, you know, like they'll just, I don't know. It's funny what, what, uh, Netflix will throw money at. And, uh, and I'm grateful a hundred thousand times over. Uh, Jasper is fully allowed to promote podcasts in the chat and he is. Because he's promoting our shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that does help. I do want to clarify if there's anybody new who's like, why did he yell at the one guy for promoting stuff, but not this other guy? Well, the other, they're both trolls. <laughs> Jasper is a troll. He's part of He's us. our troll. He's our yeah. troll. He trolls for the Grolix. He's the, he's the troll guru certified before there were certifies. Maggie was advertising our merch on uh, their social media. You were. I seen it and I liked it. I think Thank I liked you. it for my personal account. Yeah. Hey, thanks for mentioning it. Hey, we have a we have a T Public store. It's under the Electronic Media Collective, um, specifically. But yeah, if you want to grow a shirt, if you're a girl or female, whatever, if you're a woman, the women's shirts seem not as big as the men's shirts, like my size. They seem, I don't know. The women's shirts are uh, kind of range on the smaller end. Yes. So go a larger size than you normally would. Right. Okay. Good call. I do want to add some new short shirts. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to add some new designs yet. I'm working on a couple. Um, okay. God, I know there's more to say about Melanie. What did you actually think of this? I don't think we actually got your you um, know, thumbs up or thumbs down on this. I don't know. I'm ambivalent. I mean, it was, it wasn't horrible, but it's not really my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I watched it once. I probably won't ever watch it again. Yeah. I kind of expected you to hate it. I when I first it. watched I just, this, I was like, I really don't know that Melanie's going to like this. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's not, it's just not my kind of thing. So it's like deadpan comedy kind of, but it's still kind of goofy. And it's also like, actors being up their own butts about acting. So I was like, I don't know if any of this really matches with Melanie's tastes. But. Well, also uh, in the chats here, uh, Matt D pointed out the, uh, the, the commercial, commer- I can't say the word commercialization uh, with, so like the London's of UK or whatever, or like, oh, the, it was like commercial that was like a straight rip of, uh, of Orson Welles. Uh, notorious commercial where he just gets drunker and drunker and then just starts like berating the producers. I, I enjoyed the little commercials and I loved the catchphrases for everything. Uh, theirs was, it doesn't have what <laughs> doesn't have to be fancy to be the finer things or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or you don't yeah. have to have the finer things to be fancy. Oh man. I love that. And I also loved, uh, was it Chekhov's gun? 
You're yeah, gonna fire it. You're gonna <laughs> so fire good. it. I love that little like throwaway line where it's like, and you know that's dirty money. <laughs> like, <laughs> almost nothing line, but it was like, oh, that's so like timely. And he's so he's talking to like associates of his father's, and the one guy's like threatens him kind of like to he's talking about, you know, don't dig too deep, you get dirt on your fingernails. They have this little exchange, and he's like, I don't have to, you know. You know, pull your fingernails off. That's torture. And he's like, <laughs> David Arbor's response to that is so good. He's like, pull my fingernail. Are you threatening me? Like, <laughs> and he just smiled. So good. Like weird, random oh, yeah. stuff like that. Well, and then <laughs> is that are the, are the two? Are they a couple? Or are they just like associates? I think they're just associates. The okay, lady and the and the guy. Yeah. Like, she just matter of factly is like, well, I was sleeping with him. And he's like, well, you weren't the only one. She's like, I know. Okay, so we've had some thoughts from people in the chat. Like, I know I know, Matt D watched it, and he, I believe, liked it quite a bit. Matt D, do you have anything specific to say on there if you're still? Matt D, oh, man, I love the lore of Harbor Jr. <laughs> Just kind of po- poking through. Uh, Paul Harder the third says they're dudes playing dudes pretending to be other dudes question mark. So it was so actorception. It really was. It was like seven dude layers deep. <laughs> I also enjoyed the little bit towards the beginning where David Arbor's he's introducing himself and he's like, "This is my father, David Harbor Jr." And there's a picture of him of you know in like from the seventies or something. And then he walks up to another picture and it's him wearing the same outfit he's wearing at that moment. And it is David Arbor the third. And then he walks and he's like, even my grandfather. And it's like a dude in like a thirties one strap, like uh, what, what is strong man outfit or whatever. Yeah. David Arbor senior, just there's some good goofy stuff like that. Well, then the, uh, like the leading lady from the play walks and then she's clearly not aged a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what was that whole bit? Cause then she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, clearly I've mistimed my, entrance i'll just i won't make the same mistake on my exit and he's like no (laughs) (laughs) awkward moment where she comes in and then like what what was that even for (laughs) yeah uh matt d that was such an office like moment yeah yeah it kind of was for sure Uh, i don't know i come back to uh, the the, and that's acting sucker and then smack punches the wall just stuff like that like (laughs) that a lot of it is deadpan and it's like kind of, I don't know, maybe chuckle, chuckle worthy comedy. But there's a couple of moments that I laughed out loud is when towards the end, you know, Oh, oh no, it was the niece. And then also <laughs> not, the, not the niece, and yeah. that's acting sucker and punches the wall. Like I laughed <laughs> out loud so hard at those. Well, and then the actor's trunk, like when they would just like oh, do, so do a, like a sideways glance to like, like this whole idea that he went to Juilliard, even though he never did go to Juilliard, but he always told people that he went to Juilliard. He even worked that into his, his Dr. Frankenstein speech where he's like, and that's how I got into Juilliard. Yes. And then yeah. like a very long beat. And then he's like, but then I decided to go into science. And I was like, what? Instead yeah. or something like that. Yeah. The frying pan scene was pretty good. Oh, I my God. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. She's just like playing it up. And then she like, it's so understated. And then she just tells you. And she's yeah. like, that, that he died. <laughs> because I, that's when I realized, oh, my son's dead. He's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the audience even waits a second and then claps. <laughs> 
There were a lot of the timing, like they just. I joined uh, Jasper's wondering what we're talking about. He joined late. Uh, so Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. It's a 30 minute like one off mockumentary thing on Netflix. It's very strange, but you should definitely check it out. Oh, especially Jasper, because that's one of the that's one of the key things he like when we're watching movies on on Grolic Cinematic Universe, one of the podcasts we do. Uh, he, one of the things that always gets Jasper if we're watching a movie with bad acting is the timing. He's always like, it. I don't know if it's the editing or what, but it's like they wait and then they say their line. They take that to the max in this, to the max where, <laughs> for whatever reason, because there's a gun laying out, every character seems to be drawn to this gun. But that, the, that little girl wasn't drawn to the gun. She's no, not she's, curious about it. She, I'm not curious about the gun. <laughs> Awkward yeah. smile as she goes out the door. <laughs> uh, but the first lady that comes in, uh, she she's like going towards the gun. And then the younger guy walks in and she like, you know, moves away from it. And he walks all the way across the room and he goes, don't touch that. And then he pauses. It's a gun. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, okay, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Jasper says, Grolic Cinematic Universe, you mean that podcast we can listen to on here or Spotify? Don't forget, you can also hear it on Grolic's, on Grolic's, on Google, yeah, we're the new Google, on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Grolic'sPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. It's Guru certified. I know, Alvin, I did mess it up. I was so close to like really nailing a bad speed pimpage, a shattering. Grolic's <laughs> Podcast. Um, that's acting sucker yeah. <laughs> and that's acting sucker she's like the sucker like what <laughs> uh, Matt D says oh and this movie was so much about identity too lots of subtext with who the actor really is yeah I mean sorry I'm, I'm, I'm distracted by Jasper's pimpage Oh, he had the devil's powder oh. today. Oh, Jasper, he's fallen oh, off the devil's the G fuel wagon. So you can find him later at Wendy's. <laughs> In a dumpster behind Wendy's. <laughs> Feeling bold. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, find, uh, you mean your powder? Yep. <laughs> yep. That's the one. <laughs> G powder. Yeah. That, oh. It is the G powder. <laughs> that's the secret. That's our secret. Okay. Um, no, yeah. Like I was saying about, I don't know. Now, obviously, this is this is all fictionalized. Uh, what? David Harbour's father's name is not David Harbour Jr. and all that. It's that at all. Uh, but it is fun, and I do enjoy. Like, I wonder how this came about. I how much I wonder how this came about, and how much of David Harbour's impassioned speech at that award ceremony, however long ago influenced either this as a whole or at least him being cast in this when i hadn't even heard about this until like i don't know it was maybe a couple days before we decided we were going to do it for for homework and mine was when i heard about it last night when randy told me you guys were watching it (laughs) it's so funny because i've talked about it on the show (laughs) hey it's okay i wouldn't i wouldn't listen to me either um Uh, well, no, we didn't really talk about it. I think I mentioned that it was a thing. And the only reason I keyed into it is because I seen the title in the uh, headline of an article at some or something. And I was like, 
what Frankenstein's monsters monster Frankenstein what is that and then I seen David Harbour and I was like I don't care what it is I'm in because um, I love that guy I actually got when I was sick last week I got sucked into one day I got sucked into a rabbit hole of just watching interviews with him um, on YouTube and he's not as pretentious as all that but he does occasionally like and he he admits that it's ridiculous but he does occasionally get on his like anything could change the world, including acting. If you believe in it, if you believe in it enough and pour yourself into it and blah, blah, blah. So he, you know, he does get into it. Someone listens to you, Randall. Thank you. He remembers you talking. Matt D remembers me talking about it weeks ago, weeks ago. (laughs) Well, I hear him talk about a lot all the time. So it's hard. I have to like compartmentalize and it gets lost. (laughs) Oh, there's that whole, uh, like, that whole like MTV uh, basically VJ interview type of thing where, where the gal is just like, she, she could care less about his character, uh, but wants to know about that. Yeah. The young guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and then it, it becomes like plainly obvious that maybe he has killed this young actor by cutting the brake lines. I love mm-hmm. in the span of like a minute, they set this whole like subplot up of, <laughs> he might have murdered the guy and then it cuts back and it's like no he had an alibi his alibi was solid he wasn't a murderer and it's like wait what <laughs> they're just like throwing yeah. everything at the wall and that, <laughs> it is funny because this feels pretty dense it really is only 30 minutes but they somehow it feels like they cram a lot into 30 minutes yeah especially when they have all those big pauses yeah yeah how do they do the pauses and still <laughs> right. fit a lot it just jumps I don't know it's that like taking benefit of the ability to use the documentary mockumentary style just to like inject all these random little tidbits and facts in there quickly and then dispel them. <laughs> oh, right. Matt D says good, good editing. He also calls out the uh, enunciate, enunciate, enunciate joke, which is classic cheesy actor. Like I couldn't give a new actor, you know, one bit of advice, it had to be three. Enunciate, 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 you know, just wow. That kind of thing. Why do they always make I'm sorry, this is not this is off topic, but enunciate is not the easiest word to enunciate, right? Why do they always make the word something that you can't do? You know, like in that in that that is that lisp with a person with a lisp can't say that. Um a stutter. Somebody stutter, with a stutter yeah. is impossible to say stutter. Why do they why are they evil like that? Or uh, plosive. That's something I come across a lot because I, you know, edit audio. Mm. Plosive is the perfect sound to cause a pop plosive sound that it explains, mm-hmm. that it describes. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Jasper enjoys Melanie's r- rant tangents. Thank you. Melanie's. Uh, Maggie says, Melanie getting salty in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Darn you, people who made English language. I also enjoy uh, David Harbour's father character berating uh, actors who adopt accents as he's doing it in a bad, like, actorly British accent. Uh-huh. Right. When they spent all the money to get uh, his favorite actor into the, the play and then used him to deliver basically three lines in the whole thing. But they I, were, like, the three most meaningful, like, heartfelt lines in the whole play. Right. Alfred Molina is great. 
Oh yeah. He's he's got his own doctorate in octopus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I seen him, I was like, we can't get away from Spider-Man on the show. <laughs> no. I need more movies. More movies about Spider-Man. I have an octopus doctorate. You don't go to <laughs> octopus school for eight years to be called Mr. I call it the Octorate. The, um, the Octorate. Oh, that's 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 why I come. I I come for the camaraderie. I stay for the, for the puns. Puns. Oh, Jasper said this is not. Re- this is kind of tied to what we were. Uh, Jasper said he saw the new Spider-Man movie. Not bad. Not the best though. You have heard kind of mixed things about it. I, was, I thought it was pretty good. I oh, you said a, it. Okay. I thought it was more of a Spider-Man movie than the first one. Really. Well, I mean, I I have a little bit of a hot take on that. I felt like uh, the first Spider-Man movie was very Iron Man heavy, considering. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. We might have to do we might have to do a double Spider-Man uh, review at some point on so, Grolix because yeah. I actually got Melanie to watch the first Spider-Man the other day. Yeah. Sweet. Good job, Randy. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. All the marvels. Matt D says the Spider-Man movie is a 4.5 stars from him. Yeah. No, it's great. It's a, uh, I'm responding to Jasper he says there's nothing wrong with it being Iron Man heavy. Uh, and that's, that's true. I just, uh, for the very first outing as a solo Spider-Man movie, I, I assumed it was going to be less him wearing an Iron Man suit and more him learning how to be Spider-Man. But Maggie says four Mortys out of five. They're, they're not doing an origin story, right? Uh, for Spider-Man? Yeah. Right. So, uh, you already know so he's a star, right? Sort of, yeah. But well, then he's got this crazy suit with all the computer. I mean, like, he's basically... Well, yeah, I guess. I, I, I wanted a, a scaled-back Spider-Man suit for his initial go. Wow, Tony Stark just followed us. Sweet! <laughs> That's good timing. Yeah, no, it's fine if it's Iron Man heavy, if you're into lower-tier characters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we go again. No, that one podcast isn't in here. I don't think anybody's going to be that upset except Jasper, and that was the purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah, that reminds me. Randy not only got me to see Spider-Man, he actually got me to listen to most of a podcast. What? Yeah, Maggie's podcast. Yeah, Maggie's podcast. Oh, there you I go. Did, I did have to go to the bathroom for a little bit of it, but my most of it I was there. There you go. That's how you rate, Maggie. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty it is. sure. <laughs> I can look that. I haven't she's, listened to any of ours, I don't think. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure she's listened to more of one of Maggie's episodes than she's ever listened to any one of our episodes. And well, we've been doing this for over five years. Yeah, but I, I've listened to you edit before, so that's like me having to listen to it like 14 times or something like that. <laughs> Just the same line. <laughs> the same bad line because it has to be edited. Yeah. We might as well segue into random pimpage for something that is weeks away. Uh, next month, I don't think Covert Nerd's in here today. He nope. usually joins in sometimes when he's available, but I will be on an episode of Covert Nerd next month. Sweet! I Woo! talked him into, uh, he recently did an episode uh, with one of the guys from Make Eternia Great Again uh-huh. with Jeff, who we've had on our show before, too. Yes, sir. Uh, he did an episode of their top three favorite like 80s arcade games, and I was listening to that, and I was like, I want to talk Super Nintendo games in the same format. So, so I yeah, messaged, I messaged Lee from Covert Nerd and was like, hey, you want to do that? But with Super Nintendo games, I'll, I'll join you. And so that's what we're going to do. Perfect. Um, 
So we'll, we'll each pick our three favorite. And I did it because I was thinking that, I don't know, Lee mentioned a Super Nintendo game. I was like, I bet he was a Super Nintendo kid. He wasn't. But I, oh. I believe he's had. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh, what was he then? Was he like, uh, so he was Genesis then or I, I'm not sure. But he said two of his brothers had Super Nintendo. I'm like, you're practically Super Nintendo kid then. What are you talking about? Right. Like, how do you how do you miss Super Nintendo? So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Classic NES all day, man. Oh, uh, man. Says Matt D. I actually never owned the original Nintendo. I had an Atari 20. Was it 2600? Uh, I had an Atari 2600 when everybody had a Nintendo, but then I got a Super Nintendo. So I got a Nintendo when PlayStation came out. <laughs> My parents were a little wow. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Wow. You sound Sorry. like you're in an office. That is a very official ringtone right there. Do you have we to got one! Sorry, hold on a second. You can mute your side of this. I don't think she's going to. Hello? We're going to listen. Secrets. Secret, not wrong number. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Dude, phone. Dude, phone. Alvin, take it easy. He said, got to go, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Alvin. You are truly a guru, a guru, the the guru of the gurus. Maggie says, so for Christmas, I got a switch. It's my first video game console ever. That is kind of mind blowing to me. I I have one. It's fun. And I almost never use it. Uh, They're coming out with a new switch here soon. It's uh, basically like their portable only switch. It'll be a little cheaper, a little lighter. doesn't have the dock, a little smaller. I like it, except you know what that means. They're getting rid of the the, the Game Boy basically entirely. No, yeah, you're uh, whatever little the DS, the I DS. Mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, but I mean, basically, the chain of evolution has grown. Like the the trees branches have grown together, and now the Game Boy and the console are one. There will Maggie be says, no Game Boy exclusives. I was never allowed to have video games as a kid, and so I never learned to want one. That would make me want one more. And for then real. this Christmas, Sean got it for me. Uh, he wants to he wants to play games together. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm always looking for games I can play with Melanie, and there are a few. But the problem is finding games that we're both into. Mm-hmm. And then when we do find games we're both into, it's something like Skyrim that you can't really play together, and. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online and all that are not quite the same. And I keep hearing bad things about Fallout 76. Otherwise, that sounded like it would be the perfect solution because she'll play Fallout as well. Smash Brothers and Splatoon is Maggie's new obsessions. All right, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye! Bye, everybody!
I mean, I, I don't care about live action Akira in the slightest. That's going to sound super rude, but I only say that just because like something like that, even in the hands of somebody talented, there's so much potential for that to just be wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we know what Thor Ragnarok is, and I I want more of that. I want some more for Thor the the Thor 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 Thorning. 